I'm a gun lover, a veteran, and a family man. I believe in the Second Amendment and responsible gun ownership. I'm Skip, and this is Gunsmoke. Hey, y'all, we're back. I got an email from somebody. Don't know his name. Don't know where he's from. Getting a lot of that lately. Anyway, he asked if I could talk about Christopher Minor Spencer. And I said, why not? But he was a well-known American inventor. In his day, he obtained 42 patents during his lifetime and created the first successful breech-loading repeating rifle. He was born on... June 20th, 1833, in Manchester, Connecticut. Now, Spencer attended school until the age of 14 while also working on his parents' farm. He then apprenticed at a machine shop of the Cheney Brothers uh, Silk Manufacturing Company. Now, by 1849, excuse me, uh, Spencer had completed his apprenticeship and began working full-time as a journeyman machinist at the Cheney uh, mills and beginning in 1853 Spencer spent several years working in a variety of machine shops in Connecticut and New York. Uh, this allowed him to gain familiarity with machinery for producing varied goods including textiles, tools, locomotives and firearms. So in the 1850s he acquired his first patent for an automatic silk winding machine used by the Willematic Linen Company of Wyndham. In 1860, he patented his uh, famous invention, the breech-loading repeating rifle, which allowed ammunition to be loaded into a chamber in the rear of the gun uh, rather than at the muzzle. So, by 1862, he established the Spencer Repeating Rifle Company in Boston, Massachusetts. So, it was in order to produce the firearm for the Union Army during the American Civil War. Now, as the firearms inventor Spencer witnessed his uh, weapon become the standard arm for the Union Cavalry in the latter stages of the Civil War, although uh, he faced many uh, bureaucratic obstacles when trying to interest the United States Army in his firearm, so he eventually gained access to President Abraham Lincoln for a demonstration. After personally testing the rifle, Lincoln arranged for the Army to uh, and the Navy to formally evaluate the firearm before its official acceptance for service. Now, those days are changed, haven't they? Imagine going out to the president, shooting the gun on his front lawn, and then have it put into service. So, after the Civil War, Spencer remained active in the manufacturing and developing of new ideas. Uh, in 1869, he partnered with uh, Charles E. Billings to refine the accuracy of and expand the applications for drop forging, a process of uh, producing complex shapes from metal by quite literally dropping a heavy hammer or press with a die pattern, pattern into the metal. The Hartford Company of uh, Billings and Spencer successfully manufactured sewing machine shuttles, pistol frames, and hand tools. In 1873, Spencer obtained a patent for his automatic screw-turning machine. The automatic turret lathe used on the machine allowed for a quick and easy production of screws. Soon after, the incorporation of the Hartford Machine Screw Company in 1876 laid the groundwork for one of the, most, one of the capital city's largest industrial enterprises. 
1882, Spencer relocated the Spencer Arms Company to Windsor, Connecticut, and reorganized it to manufacture a new repeating shotgun of his invention. While the gun itself was mechanically successful, the company failed and Spencer sold it in 1890. Now, three years later, Spencer established the Spencer Automatic Machine Screw Company of Windsor and worked there until his uh, retirement several years later before his death. Now, he passed on January 14, 1922, and his in inventive genius led him to make advancements in uh, textile production, drop forging, screw making, and firearms. These advantages in manufacturing, along with his many inventions, helped shape the automation of the American industry in the 1800s. And my man also wanted to hear about the Spencer repeating rifle and carbines. Well, uh, they were early American lever-action firearms invented by, of course, Christopher Spencer. And the Spencer was the world's first military metallic cartridge repeating rifle. And over 200,000 examples were manufactured in the United States by the Spencer Repeating Rifle Company and Burnside Rifle Company between 1860 and 1869. The Spencer Repeating Rifle was adopted by the Union Army, especially by the Cavalry during the uh, American Civil War, but did not replace the standard-issue muzzle-loading rifled muskets. And that was in use at the time. Among the early users was George Armstrong Custer. Now, the Spencer carbine was uh, a shorter and lighter version designed for the uh, cavalry. So, the Spencer is a lever-action repeating rifle, like we said. It was designed by Spencer in the 1860s. It used a falling block mounted in the carrier. Now, a falling breech block mounted in a carrier. Uh, firing forces are contained by the receiver at the rear of the breech block. Actuating the lever causes the breech block to fall. Once the breech block is clear of the receiver, the carrier rolls forward, uh, downward, ejecting the spent cartridge from the chamber and collecting a fresh round from a tubular magazine in the buttstock. Closing the lever chambers the new cartridge and the breech block then rises vertically to close the breech. The hammer of the Spencer needs to be manually cocked after each reloading cycle. Now, the Spencer was initially produced as a carbine chambered for the 5656 uh, Spencer rimfire cartridge. Now, the magazine for the Spencer holds its seven rounds. Now, it is filled by uh, withdrawing the spring assembly from the butt plate. Rounds can be loaded individually. However, uh, Erastus Blacks Blakesley uh, invented a uh, cartridge box containing cylinders with seven cartridges in each cylinder. Now, these cylinders can be quickly emptied into the magazine tube. Unlike the latter cartridge designations, the 5656 Spencer's first number referred to the diameter of the case just ahead of the rim, and the second number uh, was the case diameter at the mouth. The actual bullet diameter was 0.52. Now, cartridges were loaded with 45 grains of black powder and were also available as 5652. 5650 and a Wildcat 5646. That was a neck down version of the original 5656 cartridge length. Now the cartridge was limited by the action size to about one and three quarter inches and later calibers used a smaller diameter, lighter bullet and larger powder charge to increase the power and range over the original 5656 cartridge. 
which was almost as powerful as a 58 caliber rifled musket at the time, but underpowered by the standards of the other early cartridges such as the 5670 and the 4570. Now, while Spencer signed his new rifle up for adoption right after the Civil War broke out, a view of the Department of War, Ordnance Department, was that the soldiers would waste ammunition by firing too rapidly with repeating rifles, and thus denied the government contract for all such weapons. They did, however, encourage the use of breech-loading carbines, which uh, also single-shot like most uh, firearms of the day, but is shorter than the standard rifles and thus more suited for mounted warfare. So, more accurately, they feared the Army's logistics train would be unable to provide enough ammunition for the soldiers in the field, as they already had grave difficulty bringing up enough ammunition to sustain the Army of 10,000 of uh, men over distances of hundreds of miles. So a weapon able to fire several times as fast would require a vastly expanded logistics train and place great strain on the already overburdened railroads and tens of thousands more mules, wagons, and wagon train guard detachments. Uh, its unit cost, several times that of a Springfield Model 1861 rifle musket, also stood in the way. Now, however, shortly after the famous Battle of Gettysburg, Spencer was able to gain an audience with, like we talked about, President Lincoln, who invited him to shoot and match and demonstration of the weapon on the lawn of the White House. Now, Lincoln was deeply impressed with the weapon and ordered General James Wolfe Ripley to uh, adopt it for production. Ripley disobeyed that order and continued to use the old single shooters, causing him to be replaced as the head of the Ordnance Department later that year. So, Spencer's repeating rifle was the first adopted by the United States Navy, and later by the U.S. Army, and was used during the American Civil War where it was a popular weapon. The Confederates occasionally captured some of these weapons and ammunition, but as they were unable to manufacture the cartridges because of their dire copper shortage, their utilization of the weapons was very limited. Now, Gettysburg was the first major battle of the war where Spencer rifles were used as they were, had recently been issued to the 13th Pennsylvania Reserves. Now, they were used at the Battle of Chickamauga and uh, had become fairly widespread in the Western armies by 1864. Repeater rifles, for comparison, were rare in the uh, Army of the Potomac. Notably, Early instances were included in the Battle of Hoover's Gap, where Colonel John T. Wilder's Lightning Brigade of mounted infantry effectively demonstrated the firepower of repeating rifles, and the Gettysburg Campaign, where two regiments of the Michigan Brigade under Brigadier General George Armstrong Custer carried them to the Battle of Hanover and the East Cavalry Field. As the war progressed, Spencers were carried by a number of Union cavalry and mounted infantry regiments to, and provided the Union Army with a firepower advantage over their Confederate opponents. At the, at the Battle of Nashville, 9,000 mounted infantry uh, armed with Spencers under the command of Major General James H. Wilson, Chief of Cavalry for the Military Division of Mississippi, rode around General Hood's left flank and attacked from the rear. President Lincoln's assassin, John Wilkes Booth, was armed with a Spencer carbine at the time he was captured and killed. Now, the Spencer showed itself to be a very reliable under combat conditions, 
with a sustainable rate of fire in excess of 20 rounds per minute compared to the standard muzzle loaders with a rate of 2 to 3 rounds per minute. This represented a significant tactical advantage. Now, however, effective tactics had yet to be developed to take advantage of the higher rate of fire, and similarly, the supply chain was not well prepared enough to transport the extra ammunition. So, distract detractors also complained that the amount of smoke produced by was such that it was hard to see the enemy, which was not surprising since the smoke produced by muzzle loaders would click quickly blind a whole regiment and even divisions as they were uh, standing in the thick fog, especially on still days. Now, one of the advantages of the Spencer was that its ammunition was waterproof and, and it was hardy and it could stand the constant jostling around and long storage on the march, as, such as Wilson's rake. The story goes that every round of paper and linen sharps ammunition carried in the supply wagons was found useless after long storage in supply wagons. Spencer ammunition had no such problems, owing to the new technology of metallic cartridges. Now, in the late 1860s, the Spencer company was sold to the Fogarty Rifle Company, and ultimately off to Winchester. Now, the Spencer carbines were later sold as surplus to France, where they were used during the Franco-Prussian War in 1870. Even though the Spencer company went out of business in 1869, Ammunition was manufactured in the U.S. into the late 1920s. Uh, later, many uh, rifles and carbines were converted to centerfire, which could fire cartridges made from centerfire 5070 brass. The original archetype of uh, rimfire ammunition can still be obtained on the specialty, mar specialty market. That's a neat gun. It's a night rifle. I have a close friend that happens to have one, and I got the privilege of shooting it. Highly recommend it. But anyway, I hope I satisfied you, whoever you were. And uh, if you got any bitches, gripes, or complaints, feel free to drop me an email at gunsmoke at yahoo.com. That's G-U-N-S-M smoke, all lowercase, please, at yahoo.com. Or go to our Facebook page, Gunsmoke, Gunsmoke, and uh, drop us a friend request. Let's uh, get together and show me some pictures. But anyway, love to see what you're doing. So until the next time. Y'all take care.